Welcome back to Coal America. I'm Chris Coleman, your host, back here. Got a couple of guys here with me today. Russell? What's up? Tell them who's with us. We got uh, Tony Losey here with us. Tony, um, Tony is reported to Spokane, Washington for high baseball with the Rockies and is looking to move up to double-A really soon, really quick. Lose. I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Are they still the Spokane Indians? They are, and I think they've been – I think they were the Chiefs before this, and now they're the Indians. But I think this team's been around since 1903 when they were the Brooklyn Dodgers needed a triple-A team back in the day. Really? So a lot of history, a lot of history here. They're not going to make you change the Guardians, are they? Say that again? They're not going to make you change over to being the Guardians, are, are they? From Indians? No. Yes. No, I hope not. I hope not. I, I hope not, too. A, I think they do have a really good relationship with the Spokane Indians here in town. And um, some of the stuff we want in our chest is a, is a different language that spells Spokane. Uh-huh. And they said only 10 people in the world can speak that language. So what they're trying to do is encourage kids and people to read it and <coughs> learn that type of language. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it doesn't die. So it doesn't die. So the language doesn't die. Yeah. You should learn it. Absolutely. Tony does a hard <laughs> enough time speaking English. He did graduate <laughs> from Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to bring up the whole Georgia thing. Uh, yeah, congratulations on – a national title. I know y'all win them all the time. Um, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, great team, great, great game. Uh, congratulations on that. Yeah, thank you. That was awesome. We were actually, me and Russell were actually in Indianapolis when they won it. Yeah, yeah. Russell's the reason that we lost. Uh, we blamed him. <laughs> he flew back into town and we lost a basketball game the next day. I've got to get a tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> Russell has to get a tattoo, yeah. Um, anyway, so moving forward, let's go ahead and look at this next season. We're going to go ahead and jump right into it. We're going to start out in the AL East, uh, just division picks. Russell, you want me to start with you? Yeah, sure. Who you got winning that division? Who you got in order? I've, I, I, I've got the Braves. Uh, the AL East, sir. Oh, hey, I thought you yeah, said the NL American East. League, American League. No, we, we saved the NL East for last. Now, I will tell you, let me, let me just say this real quick. I did this show two days ago on Sunday with Shane Cook. I messed up the recording of all of it. And I, I completely donkeyed it up. It was my fault. I know James probably could have fixed all of it. But James didn't need to do that. He's too nice of a guy to me anyway. And so I went, you know what, I'll just re-record it. Unfortunately, Shane couldn't be here. But Shane also would have picked the Braves to win every division. <laughs> but but, but uh, I'm sorry to Shane. But, yes, uh, anyway, the American League East. Uh, I've got the Tampa Bay Rays winning the AL East. Uh, I've got the Boston Red Sox. Finishing second, followed by the Yankees, the Toronto Blue Jays, and then Baltimore. And then Baltimore. I, I could not disagree more in every possible way. <laughs> uh, I've actually got the Blue Jays winning the East. I've got the Yankees in second, the Red Sox in third, Tampa in fourth, 
and Baltimore down there in fifth. And if you didn't see it, uh, Tampa made that trade yesterday with uh, Austin Meadows sending him over to Detroit. But, um, yeah, it was a little move there. Anyway, uh, I mean, that's just – this is the division where I said, you know, the Toronto, New York, Red Sox, and Tampa, any of those four I think could win this division. But I'm going with Toronto to win it. Los, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a pretty good division. I got the uh, Austin Red Sox win it, followed by the Yankees, the Rays, the Orioles, and then the Blue Jays. I think the Orioles make a push this year. They got a lot of young prospects. You got uh, the Orioles. That Orioles finishing ahead of the I Blue Jays. Will, I think they will finish in fourth. And in the upcoming years, I think they got a shot at winning the title. Wow. Wow. This is a team that has a uh, means starting on opening day. Yeah, uh, so you're saying I should definitely take the over. The Vegas over-under on their team wins this year is 63 and a half. And we should definitely yeah. go over that? I like it. I like it. <laughs> they're going to go. shock a lot of teams. I mean, they are in a tough division. The Rays have gotten really good over the years. They have a really good prospect farm. Obviously, the Yankees are the Yankees and the Red Sox are the Red Sox. I mean, that's two of the yeah. most historic teams in all of baseball. And then you know, I'm not really big on the Blue Jays this year. I think they have a lot of hype, and I think a lot of injuries are going to hold them back. I really don't like their pitching staff too well. They had a couple guys that can hit it, but they don't have enough guys where they can hide them. So I like uh, I, I like Berrios. I like Berrios. He'll be their opening day starter uh, here in a couple of days. But uh, I, I like him. We'll see how, how they do. All right, let's move on here. Tony, I'm going to let you start out with the AL Central. All righty. AL Central, I have the White Sox winning it. I think the White Sox are really good. That was good last year. Um, they made a push, and I thought they were going to make it to the World Series last year when we did this halfway point. I, I had the White Sox win it all, and uh, obviously that didn't turn out that way, but I got the White Sox followed by the Twins, by the Royals, the Tigers, and I got the Guardians coming in last. Okay. I like that. Russell, you want to tell me about your central? <clears throat> I got the White Sox winning that division, uh, followed by um, followed by the Indians. The Guardians? Uh, no, they will always be the Indians to me. Okay, they're not the Indians. Uh, <laughs> the Royals coming in third, Detroit fourth, and the Twins dead last. See, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree to disagree yet again. I'm with you on the White Sox. I think the White Sox win the division, uh, even though uh, our man uh, Tim Anderson is suspended the first couple of the game, uh, first couple of games from that incident last year where he bumped the umpire and all that. Uh, Lucas Giolito's going again, third straight opening day you know, start that he's getting. First time they've had a the same starter in opening day since uh, Black Jack McDowell. But uh, I like the White Sox team. I like where they're at. I think the Twins are in second. Uh, I think that they've made a few moves. So there's a lot of young talent in this division. So the rest of it's really going to be, you know, who does what and where they go. I like the Twins. I like uh, Detroit 
moving up into third. Kansas City fourth and Cleveland in last, even though Cleveland has my yeah, I love Terry Francona. But I think that Shane Bieber ends up getting traded by the All-Star break and that they just tanked the rest of the season season. But that's where I'm at on it. Jumping over to the AL West, I'll go ahead and lead this one out. Look, last year I took the Angels to win this division. They completely let me down. Uh, so it was really hard for me to do this, but I'm going to go back with them. I like Otani. I like Trout. I think if Rendon can stay healthy and hit, they still need more pitching. They still need more help. Um, but I'm going to go with the Angels. I think that Houston's lost a lot. Uh, they'll have Valdez starting on opening day, not Verlander, because he'll come off surgery. They want to ease him back into it. And... Even though Houston is a huge favorite to win this division, the smart pick would be to take Houston. I'm going Angels, then Houston. Seattle, who's made a lot of moves, getting Robbie Ray from from Toronto. Robbie Ray, to me, very good pitcher, but walks way too many batters. Um, And then Texas, who's made a lot of moves. Fourth, Oakland, who has unloaded everybody last in the division. Uh... Now that both Bassett and Manea are both gone, then you'll look at Frank Montes uh, starting opening day. I, I thought, I mean, I get it, Oakland. Yeah, I, I gave this fun fact the other day. In 1991, Oakland had the highest payroll of any team in baseball at $33 million. Here in 2022, their payroll, $33 million. Tony, let's jump over to you for the AL West. Yeah, I got the Seattle Mariners winning it off. I think they got a lot of young talent. Um, they just called up J-Rod. And uh, it was funny hearing a manager say, you know, it's time for the J-Rod show. And anytime a manager says that to a player mm-hmm. that's 21 years old, that he has to be something really, really special. And I think he's going to start an open-day lineup for them. Um, the only thing about that, he's playing a lot more games than he used to. If he can stay healthy, I think he can – really helped the Mariners out a lot. And they have made a lot of moves. I got the Mariners winning it, followed by the Astros, followed by the Angels, the Rangers, and then, of course, the A's. Just like you said, I mean, just like the movie Moneyball, it's almost repeating. History always repeats itself. And uh, they spent no money this year in arbitration. They spent zero dollars, which was very surprising. Very surprising. And uh, maybe they can get some people in the front office to – Crunch some numbers and win some games. Yeah. <laughs> right. Russell, what do you think about the West? I'm going to have to go with the Astros. Uh, you know, until they prove me, prove anything different, I'm going to stay with them. Followed by the Angels, the Mariners, the Rangers, and then the A's. All right. Now that we've got the AL out of the way, we can get over and talk about the NL. Now, as we know – Universal DH now. Everybody's got to do it. <laughs> Tony, I want to I want to hear what you think about this idea before we do the NL. All right. One, how do you feel about the Universal DH? Um, I mean, I like it. It, it gives them a better chance. I hate it and I like it. I wish I could hit, but obviously, <laughs> if I could hit as good as I pitch, I'd be a hitter and not a pitcher. Right? So, 
you know, it, it sucks not taking batting practice or home run derbies or anything like that. But at the end of the day, to win a ball game, you probably don't want me up to bat. Bases loaded. <laughs> Right, you want you want the you best I mean? you, you want the best hitter doing it. Paid to hit, to hit. Right, you want the best hitter doing it, right? So, yeah, yeah. so if we're gonna if we're gonna change it, you know, me being a traditionalist, I always like you know not having the DH. I like the double switches. I like the the things that it makes you do as a manager. But you know, maybe you got to leave that pitcher in there in inning because you don't want to waste a, a you know pinch hitter for a pitcher and then uh have to you know take him right back out of the game you know a lot of a lot of variables that go into those decisions then we're gonna do it what do you think about just going ahead and doing it all the way expand the roster to around 38 40 guys all season let's have nine on offense and nine on defense you know like the nfl where you have an offensive lineup and a defensive then the guys like uh Let's see, a Mark Lemke or a, a Ozzie Smith, who I don't think will make it up in today's game with his bat, but just incredible defensive players get to play out there in the middle infield and, you know, get to play, and then you got the other guys that are just professional hitters. Uh, I think that just takes away from the old traditional game. game Absolutely that, it does. You know, it's been around for a long time. And, Absolutely and, it know, does. The game is changing. I mean, I've heard that the miles can be pushed back the next couple of years. I know in the minor league system, we're already doing, you know, no shifts. Uh, I can only pick off twice. Um, there is a pitch clock. It's 18 seconds to catch the ball and deliver a pitch, or it's called a ball. And for the hitter, if they're not in the box within nine seconds of the pitcher standing on the dirt, not even on the mound, it's called a strike for them. So oh, everybody wow. wants to see more offense. Um, a lot of moving parts. It's crazy how the game's changed over the last yeah. couple of years. And uh, it's only going to get worse. I mean, we're going to see all this at the big league level yeah. real soon. I'd say within the next two years, which, you know, if they want more offense, I think they should let guys take steroids. They sign a waiver. They're on their own. It is a big health risk. But that's what everybody wanted to see, the Mark McGuire air, the Sammy Sosa long ball. I could not agree with you um, I, I, and the problem is they're never going to see that because guys are throwing harder these days and hitters have this thing called a launch angle now where back in the day they just hit the ball and the ball happened to go out of the park. Yep. This was what good hitters do. They hit mm-hmm. line drives out of the park. But now, I mean, with a launch angle and a guy's throwing 100, it's going to be really hard to hit it out of the park. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, I also agree with, with the way the game's changing, the way it's evolving. I was being a bit facetious talking about you and offense defense and all that. Um, but I, I do agree with the way it's changing, and it's going to continue to change. And they're looking to add more viewers and to catch up you know, in the TV market and stuff like that. But at the same time, baseball's been there for so long. It, it, you don't have to press it, in my opinion. Let me, let me jump on over here. Let's get to the NL. Russell... I'm going to let you start out. Now, this is the National League West. <laughs> West. With the Dodgers picking up Freddie <laughs> Freeman. <laughs> and everybody else. And everybody else. And buying their team. Well, all right, hold on, hold on. Is there a team out there not paying players? Oh, I mean, they're is all Is there pay- a team playing for, for, playing for free? No, but okay, I mean. Okay, so they all bought their team. Well, I mean, they're paying more money. But now you're bringing up a, a situation of should there be a hard salary cap or should there, you know, because that's the only way it would ever be where everybody spends the same amount of money. But as long as it's set up like it is, you're going to have teams to spend more. Well, 
you know, me and Tony were talking the other day, and, you know, he said, hey, <clears throat> with, with what they agreed on and everything, we're not far from seeing some billion-dollar Yeah, absolutely. Contracts. I absolutely agree with that. And, I, you know, it just, that's mind-boggling when you think about it. Billion dollars. Uh, somebody, I, I think, uh, I can't remember who it was, but they're making, what was it, Tony, $17,000 every time he throws a baseball? Was that Garrett Cole? Yeah. Yeah, Garrett Cole's making more yeah. than, like, five different teams in baseball this year. The A's, Baltimore, there's a few others. Like he's making like he's making more than like five teams. Anyway, so all right, so I got, the professional Dodgers. You have winning the division. I have them winning the division, uh, followed by San Diego, uh, Colorado, San Francisco, and Arizona. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go second here. I gotta tell you, I got the Dodgers on top because how do you not? Walker Bueller's getting the opening day start. Clayton Kershaw has nine opening day starts. He's not getting the opening day this year. Um, I got the Giants right behind him. Um, Logan Webb going on opening day, but I got the Giants. The Padres with you, Darvish, and them, uh, he's making his third opening day start, uh, second straight with the Padres. I, I got them in third. If Fernando Tatis Jr. could stay healthy, and I'm not talking about what stuff he does on the field, like maybe quit riding motorcycles and shit, then maybe I'd have him, you know, up there. But give me the Giants. And by the way, Logan Webb, uh, that starting opening day for the Giants, I love that guy. 11 and three last year, like a right around a three, three point oh three ERA. But in the postseason, two and 0.61 ERA. He came correct. I like that guy. Um, after the Padres, I have the Diamondbacks, uh, Madna, Mad, Madison Bumgarner going on opening day again. And then uh, the Rockies, you know, finishing out that division. Sorry. Sorry, Tony. Um, no, there's no, there's no doubt this is the hardest division in baseball. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's the hardest division in baseball. And then, you know, you go – you got two teams that are just stacked in California. You got the Dodgers and the Giants. I think that's a toss-up to win it. Um, I mean, they're both really, yeah. really good <laughs> yes, they are. as far as pitching and hitting. But like you said, you know, they can buy the teams. They have the bankroll, and they earned it. I mean, they won, and they keep winning, and that's just what happens when you win. And, um, you know, the Rockies are making a push. I got them finishing fourth this year over the Diamondbacks. I don't. I'm not really big on the Padres. I think they have a lot of talent, but I don't think they play well together. Um, you know, of course they go they go play the Diamondbacks. They're going to wax them. But you know, as we saw last year, when they get into crunch time playing the Dodgers and the Giants, I mean, cream rises to the top. Those yeah, guys are just better. Freddie Freeman. That's a huge pickup. I don't know how he's going to play in Cali. It's totally different. He's home. I mean, he was a second rounder way back in the day. I think 15 years ago for yeah. the Braves. He's he's always played down south. His home was always down south. <laughs> well, he's, he's, he's originally – I, I, got, I want to throw this in there on Freddie. He's originally from California. His mom passed away when he was young. His dad is old now. And for the first time in his life, his dad is being able to be around his grandkids a lot and everything. And he talked about how much he really enjoys that aspect of it. And I think that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. That's the reason why he went home. I mean, that's the reason why he went to the Dodgers, and I don't blame him. It's better schools. Um, I love the Braves. I do not want to live in Atlanta. Um, 
and he didn't either. That's why his offseason was always in California. And that's just how it is. Now he's made his money. He signed for less money than the Braves gave him. Now he just wants to win. Yep. You know, he did all he, he, did all he could do. He won, a, he won a title with the Braves, and that's all you can ask for. All right, so let's uh let's let's keep moving on here. We're we're gonna try and do this pretty quick. I know we're holding you up out there in Spokane this early morning. I'll jump over to the NL Central. I'll lead out with this one. Look, this is the Brewers division. They're the only team in the division that's made any moves looking like they want to win. Um, and so, uh, and they got uh, Burns that won the Cy Young last year, coming back starting on. Uh, Opening day and stuff. I like the Brew. I uh, like the Brewers to win the division. Um, the Cardinals. I've gotten second as Yavelina and Wainwright and uh, Albert Pujols have their retirement party all this year. Then the Cubs. Who are the Cubs? Who are the Cubs? Kyle Hendricks. Please send him to a good team. I love the way he plays. I love the way he pitches. But uh, as as long as we're unloading everybody, come on, let him go too. Uh, the Reds unloaded everybody. Ken Jr. is their sixth highest paid player this year. He's 53 years old. He's not going to be out there on the field. But because of his contract, as like, that's that's ridiculous. Uh, and then the Pirates in last, too. I mean, I like Brubaker a little bit, uh, starting for them, but they're, they're not going to be good at all. Um, anyway, uh, Russell, what do you think on that? The Comedy Central. <coughs> I like the – the Cardinals to win that division, followed by the Brewers, the Cubs, the Pirates, and then the Reds. Tony, straighten this man out. Yeah, I, I like the Brewers, then the Reds, then the Cardinals. I think the Reds are really young. I think they'll end up clicking together just because they, they are so young. You know, they just called up their, I think their fifth prospect, Hunter Green, that sits 100 miles an hour for seven innings. And uh, he's going to be something special for him. He's going to give them that extra push. And if he can go deep in the games, he's really going to give them a chance to win. And then I like the Cubs and then the Pirates. I don't know. Uh, I don't like. I don't yeah. like the Reds particularly because uh, this season, uh, letting Nick Castellanos go, letting Winkler go, letting all those guys go. While I do like their young talent coming up, I think that they're they're a couple of years away. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I mean, it only takes one click. I mean. You're right. You never know. I mean, these guys are really young, and this is going to be the longest season of their career, but it can also be the best, and uh, they can get off to a hot start. And with them being so young, they will click together. So you don't have a veteran in there running the clubhouse. You're absolutely and, uh, you right on that. Have people older than you that, you know. Except for Joey Votto. Votto's still there. They don't there. have a set stone guy, so everybody has to step up in this situation. That's very true, very true. All right, jump over to the NL East. Tony, I'm going to let you lead this out. What you got? I got the Braves. Um, I do think Matt Olson is a better hitter than Freddie Freeman. Um, is he a better clubhouse a leader? He's, he's, go ahead. Is he a better clubhouse leader? I, I don't know. See, I, I don't know. <laughs> See, it's, it's tough because you talk about a guy like Freddie Freeman, and when you talk about him, you talk about guys like Chipper Jones. You talk about Hall of Famers that's always been with the Braves and uh, – that just bleeds. That just bleeds red, you know. Just loves the Braves and been willing their whole career, and everybody loves him. But I do think Matt Olson is is he's younger. I do think he's a better hitter, and I do think the Braves is a good fit for him. But as that as this year goes on, I think he will mold into 
a great clubhouse guy if he's not already. You know, I saw a tweet the other day that Dansby Swanson said they're going to leave Freddie's locker open. And I'm like, man, this guy, he chose to leave. Like, yes, he's a brave. Yes, he's awesome. And he, and he was great for him. But it's time to let that go. At the end of the day, it's a business. If, if Dansby right. Swanson was to leave the Braves, nobody's leaving his locker open. No, not at all. And he's a great brave, you know. I mean, he's a 1-1 pick out of Vanderbilt, great player. But, I mean, they're grown men here, you know. Right, right. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Yeah, so, all right, so you got so you got Atlanta, the trash, trash team uh, winning that division. Uh, terrible franchise, but you got them winning that division. Who you got? Uh, what else you got in it? <laughs> I got the Nationals after that. I got I got Atlanta. Then I got the Nationals. Then I'm gonna go Phillies, Mets, and then the Marlins. I don't know what's wow. going on with the Marlins with you know Derek Jeter leaving. Yes. That's, yeah. uh, that's yeah. very surprising. I mean, that's a baseball guy, but at the end of the day, that tells me the front office they don't like baseball players. Pretty and they're much. not like, looking they to win. They want to control him, and he knows the game. I mean, you're talking about a Hall of Famer that played it for 20 oh, years. Yeah. They're not letting him do what he wants to do. So that that's very concerning in the baseball world, but also the record shows it. Mm-hmm. Russell, where you at on that division? I got Atlanta winning it, and then I got the Nationals coming in second, followed by the Phillies, the Mets, and the Marlins. Same lineup. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I got a – I got to completely disagree. While I think that Atlanta, you know, they won the World Series last year. They ruined baseball. It was a terrible, terrible thing for all of the world. Uh, this this franchise that I personally don't like, uh, if you can't tell. Um, but, but their GM made all the right moves. At the All-Star break, they did not look good. And they made all the right moves, and everything they did worked. So, Lair, everything they picked up, it all worked. They're not winning this division this year. They, 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 the few pieces that they did lose, and while, yeah, Matt also might be a better hitter, uh, I think that having Azuna, the white beater, uh, girlfriend, chokist, whatever, back just gives me another reason to hate them more. Get Acuna back. Now, that's top five player in baseball. You know, if he comes back healthy. They got Freed back that will be going on opening day and all you know, that stuff. That will be his second straight opening day start. I think they'll be good. Not great. I'm going to go out, and, and honestly, uh, if you had asked me two weeks ago, I was going to tell you I wanted the Mets because of their – that I feel like their starting pitching was going to be, you know, top five in baseball, if not top three. You've already got their top two with Scherzer and DeGrom starting the season on the DL. Give me the Phillies to win this division. I love Nick Castellanos. I love the way he plays the game. I think that's a great pickup. I like him. I got the Phillies winning the division. I've got the Braves coming in second, still getting into the expanded playoffs. And then I'm going Mets third, Nats fourth, Miami last. But that's just me. Um, all right, real quick, just give me if, – if you have to pick the way too early World Series, who you got playing in the World Series, Russell, I'm starting with you. Uh, I got the Dodgers. All right. I got the Dodgers taking on the Tampa Bay Rays. It's bold. Tony, what do you think? Mm. I'll go with the Dodgers versus uh, – let's go – let's go to Braves again. 
You, you know, they're both in the National League, so you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta pick somebody from the AL to play against both those teams, I guess. Oh, uh, I'll, you're right. I'll take the Red Sox. All right, there you go. Red Sox and Braves. <laughs> Red Sox, Braves. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go a lot different than y'all uh, here. Even though I picked Toronto to win the division, I'm taking the Yankees to get to the World Series, and then on the NL side. While the Dodgers, on paper, should win and should win every game, give me the Brewers. Give me the Brewers. Yeah, I could see Dodgers-Yankees. I think that would be good for baseball. You get New York, L.A., those big markets. I think it would be a great series. You get huge ratings, all that. But watch out for those Brewers, man. I think they're going to be really good. Anyway, we're going to jump ahead real quick here. That's, uh, That's where we're at on that. Uh, just want to touch on real quick the uh, the World Cup draw. Tony, you ever watch the World Cup? You ever watch any soccer? Um, I watched very few when I was younger. I watched more. Um, I got to go with Germany. You know, my mom was born <laughs> there. My Germany. from there. Okay. Um, That's I, not a bad I pick ever. growing up, every time that Germany plays, my Oma's flying a German flag in her yard and inside her house. Oh, that's awesome. And she absolutely loves it, so I'd love to see her. Yeah. Watch them, watch them win it one more time. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, with, the, with the U.S. and the draw that we had, everybody looks at it and goes, hey, that's a, that's a group we could get out of. That's, that's not a, a really tough group. It actually isn't the easiest group either. We're 2-8-1, two, two wins, eight losses, and a tie all time against England. Obviously, the last tie was, uh, was in the World Cup in the 2010 in Rustenburg, uh, down in South Africa. And then the uh, they get Iran. We're, we haven't ever beat Iran. We're 0-1-1 against Iran, the 98 Cup, whenever they beat us in that, 2-1 uh, there. And then of the other three, because you got to play in, Ukraine's at war, so they had a game pushed back to Scotland. They had to play them. The winner of that will play Wales. So looking at those three, the possibilities of who the U.S. will play – the U.S., two wins, three losses, three ties against Scotland. But we started out 0-3. You know, we, we've obviously improved. And most of these go way, way back. One win, one draw, no losses against uh, Wales. And we are 0-3-1 and against Ukraine. But we haven't played them since two, 2014. So none of that really matters. Out of those three, though, I think personally I'd rather see Scotland. Um... I think that there's going to be a lot of fun memes and stuff to come out of the group. I do think the U.S. can get out, but the smart money is the bet on Iran just because uh, their odds are going to be a lot better. Anyway, Russell, what do you have? Uh, I'm going to go with England. All right. Hey, guys, I want to uh, – you're just going to go with England. All right. I want to thank you all real quick. I'm going to pause it. Tony, I'll let you go. I know that you got to run. But uh, thank you for being on the show today. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. And uh, one more thing about the Masters. I know we haven't talked about that, but it's a record year for the Bulldogs to be in the Masters. Actually, you so and Russell talk about the Masters watch, real quick. Watch, watch about the Bulldogs taking it home. Y'all keep talking. Dude, what, what were you saying, Tony? I said it's a record year this year for the most Bulldogs ever playing in the Masters this year, so look for a Bulldog to take home a win. Yeah, uh... 
I, you know, we got we got the Calcutta tomorrow. Tomorrow's my birthday, by the way. Good God, I'm getting old. Thirty six. Um, but uh, I like Brooks Kopka to win the Masters tomorrow. Yeah, he's pretty good. He hits the long ball. Um, I like Brooks. Uh, I don't I don't know a whole lot about golf. I uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Tiger Woods win it either, just because, you know, everything he's been through. I think he brought the sport of golf back, uh, made it very popular for a lot of young, young people or young generation. And uh, after that car crash, I know he was out there practicing yesterday. I haven't heard if he's going to play or not, but if he plays, watch it be a miracle year. I mean, just like we saw last night with North Carolina, uh, eight seed. That's the third time an eight seed ever made it to the national championship and uh they came up short but i think tiger woods can make a push too he's just been there he's a veteran he knows the course that's right yeah hey, i'm sorry about that uh all right i'm back uh people kept beating on my door they wanted to try and deliver stuff i had to go talk to them Whew. anyway yes the masters this week i'm sorry i didn't hear your pick I always pick three guys, lay a little something on them. I, obviously, Justin Thomas has got to be in there. Dustin Johnson's got to be in there. And I always put a little bit on Kepka because I'm not a big fan of his. And that way, if he wins it, I'm, I'm okay with it. Brooks. Yeah, Brooks Kepka. Anyway, ooh, sorry about that. I literally ran. Um, <laughs> anyway, the. Uh, Anything else you wanted to touch on, say, before we get down here? Uh, what, a, what a national championship game last night in basketball. That was a great game. Uh, and we did talk a little bit on Sunday about the semifinal. Duke Carolina, what a great game that was. And then we, we talked a little bit about the uh, upcoming game. I was disappointed. I was pulling for Carolina. Uh, they did cover the spread. But for me... I had my bracket, uh, my best bracket of the 14 that I did was ranked 307th on ESPN going into last night. It had Carolina beating Kansas in the final. It didn't happen, so now I'm like 32,000. Yeah, you uh, you still chasing my record? Uh, not for basketball, <laughs> because this is a, we're talking about basketball. Basketball, okay. you've okay. never had one anywhere close to me. Uh-uh. Uh, yeah, Bowl Mania, yes. I've never finished in the top two of Bowl Mania. You killed me on those. But, yes. <laughs> Tony, how'd you, uh, did you do a bracket this year? No, I, I stayed away from the bracket play. Um, I never really do a bracket. A lot of my friends don't really watch basketball. But I love basketball. I watch it all the time. And uh, especially college, I don't really care for NBA. I 100% agree. The NBA should not exist. Let's shut it down. Even though this year, you know, I went out to Arizona early and uh, was getting things kicked off for spring training, and I went to a couple Suns games. Mikael Bridges for the Suns um, left me some tickets, three or four games, and that was awesome to go see. And also, they're the best team in basketball. Just watching Chris Paul, you know, I got to see the Greek freak come to town. Mm. I got to see a lot of cool things. I was there, and that was fun to watch, but as far as on the TV, I want to watch college basketball. Absolutely. I, I wish that uh, the the TNT show of Charles and Shaq and Kenny 
with Oni Johnson Jr. I think that uh, that's the best part of the NBA is their show. And if they would cover college, I think it would just be awesome. Anyway. All right, guys. Well, Tony, thank you for taking time to join us here today. I appreciate it. I appreciate all the insight and everything that you bring to this every time you're here. You say you got your dog with you? Uh, yes, sir. I got my fiance and my dog with me. Oh, well, tell them that we said hi and thank you for letting us take up some of your time. Absolutely. Russell, thank you as always, my friend. I appreciate you having me. Yes, sir. You should have let Corb say something, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's shy. She's sitting over here. She don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Basketball is like a foreign language to her. I told her last night we were watching the game. She says, let me know in the last two minutes. Is That's the only time I want to watch. Dude, hey, you know so, what? It's not, it's not long. That was a pretty good two minutes, too. But Yeah, I thought I thought that last shot was going in the center overtime, and that would have been electric. If that would have went to overtime. Oh, yeah. Another thing, you got to have Baycott as one of your favorite all-time oh, in the yeah. world. I mean, the guy was hurt, put up 15 points, 15 rebounds. And he literally played till he couldn't walk again. I mean, that, yeah, he, that's he, the kind of culture every team needs. He literally left everything out there on the floor. And, yeah, that's you got you to gotta tip your cap to that, absolutely. Well, guys, that is our time. We are there. So, thank you all for being here. I appreciate it. As always, I'll leave you all with this. Shoot to score. Play to win. But when you get married, just like Tony will, make for damn sure – that you are the ugly one. Thanks for listening.